Hello, and welcome to the Salisbury Pediatric Associate Health and Wellness Newsletter. I'm your host, Dr. M. This is volume 14, issue number three, which happens to correspond with the date of January 1, 2024. So it's a new year. Uh, we're in volume 14, so we've been doing this for a while, and it's, uh, it's been super fun. This week, we're going to talk about resolutions. We're going to ask and answer some questions, and then the recipe of the week. The song of the week is Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a good old classic from the 90s. Okay, resolutions. Do we need them? The simple answer for me is this. If it causes beneficial change that is lasting, then yeah, we need them. Ideally, though, change should occur real-time as need or knowledge of the benefit becomes apparent to you. New Year's is traditionally a time that we introspect and set new goals for a better life. What that means to each one of us is varied as the plants that exist on the planet, save for human health. We all want to be healthy. We all want to be happy. The impediment to being so is not changing. The world is always changing around us, so if we don't modulate with it, iterate with it, be different, then we can get stuck. We can struggle. I wrote seven years ago a piece in the newsletter that said, the most important new goal that I wish for all of you and your children is the goal to be able to develop the ability to change old patterns to allow for experimentation. Experimentation is the best way to see and feel change. You are physiological and mental and of one. Once we feel, we have a better chance of maintaining a change that is beneficial when we notice the difference that is beneficial. So for that, I would recommend you practice random change because it is just that, change. Walk a different way to work, eat differently, and feel. Love where it hurts, especially when you are wronged. Just be the person that you believe is better than the person that existed yesterday. I love the men and women that are bold and experiment. They are the reason that we have evolved as a society and as a species and a world that we have is the greatest civilization to ever exist on earth, as far as I'm concerned. Be bold and experiment. Set these same examples for your children. Be happy, be alive, be free, and be healthy. I personally will continue to experiment for our collective benefit, and I appreciate you all and all that you do. So for that, Happy New Year, Happy 2024, and I hope it's a great one for you. So if we do think of New Year's resolutions, what are some of the ones that are of value? Of course, these are just my opinions, as always, based on years of analysis. One, I think a New Year's resolution, for me, that would be of major value is screen time. The, this, the, for me, the most dysfunctional and mind-altering substance currently on the earth at this present moment is the proverbial screen and our unbelievable constant access to it. Social media has become a filter or funnel for exposure to tribal beliefs, polarization, narcissistic behavior, me culture, passive indoctrination, and a whole lot of negativity, including the massive push to be material humans, to be needing things to be happy. This is a sum net of zero and frankly a race to the bottom of happiness. Passive activity on screens is blunting our youth's ability to critically think to imagine, to be present moment, to be calm, all three of which are essential to a well-functioning and balanced society. I don't know how I would have done what I've done in my life if I had been born in the 2000s. I don't think I could have been able to achieve 
and be the person that I am today if I was constantly inundated with screens that could have sapped my natural desire and ability to be different and happy and growing and thinking and being. These screens are too easy to utilize. I find even at my age now that I can't have games on my phone because they waste my time. So I don't put them on there. These are active choices. The ask. Try to actively limit your and your child's screen access and time use in 2024. Be incredibly conscious of the same this year. If you feel anger, emotional negativity, or flat with screen use, get off. Oh, and by the way, screen use over time increases the risk of myopia and nearsightedness. Stare at the horizon when you can to reverse that effect. Two, try to actively choose something that makes you 1% better every day at something. The ask. Pick a thing and stick to it for at least 30 days and see how you feel about it retrospectively. Did it enhance your sense of well-being, sense of joy, sense of fulfillment, connection, grounding, transcendence, etc.? If it didn't, drop it. If it did, continue it. Number three. This is an oldie, but really important. Move more. The ask. Take the stairs. Park farther away and walk in a longer distance. Do air squats and sit-ups while watching TV. The benefit of movement is so strong and unequivocally longevity provoking. Just do it. Nike had that down pat a long time ago. Nutritional solvency, the ask. Try new foods. Try varied colors and textures, styles, cultural spices, meal type as vegetarian, meat-based, and more. The aim is to try and add as many nutrient cofactors as possible to the diet in order to meet the demands of the cellular machinery. Our cells are greedy, and we need to feed them for optimal function. Five, think about transcendence on a daily basis. The ask. We are all part of a collective society that when working in concert, we are destined for cooperative expansion. To think or the belief of one self as greater than another will not aid the end goal. This is not to say that one should not be the best version of themselves in work or deed, which could be more, greater, or better than another's actions or work. It is more the thought of the self in the greater framework. A sense of humility in the web of society. To spiritually transcend is to realize that we are a small blip on the vast canvas of life, and that that is ideal, lest we make ourselves more important than we actually are. I find this to be especially important with this newest generation of children who are far too focused on self, narcissistic, and by consequence, they're very selfish. And that is not beneficial to them or society at large. I don't think they really realize it. And again, this is not all kids. Just on a generational note, it seems to be more. I think it tends to be driven by peer influences of social media. Again, my opinion. Six. More gardener and less carpenter when parenting. The ask, to understand and self-reflect on the difference. The carpenter, a parent who endeavors to sculpt their child's development with a well-defined blueprint, a structured design that shapes and molds their young minds into predetermined forms of success. The carpenter parent believes in honestly for the child's benefit. Shaping the child's trajectory. Methodically molding the clay of youth to construct an envisioned outcome. And then... On the flip side, we have the gardener, a parent who approaches the nurturing of a child's potential with an altogether different philosophy. The gardener parent creates an environment rich with opportunities, much like a fertile garden, and allows the child to explore and flourish organically. This approach 
embraces the inherent complexity and unpredictability of a child's growth, acknowledging that the child, like a unique flower, will bloom in its own time and its own distinct way. The, the metaphorical clay is left on the table in a safe house, in a safe room with light and love for the child to begin to mold it in any way that seems right and honest for them. Teach history. The ask. Educate your children on historical, current, global, and geographical realities. This will help them learn from the past, know the current world, and be prepared to thrive in it. It also helps them transcend the reality that there is a vast world out there beyond their little microenvironment. This also helps them know that they are not the center of anything but a part of a much larger world. Read more. Number eight. The ask. Read a book in the first quarter of the year. For young men, I encourage the book Man Uncivilized by Traver Bohm to understand the balance and necessity of being a functional man in society. All teens, I love the book Hell Yeah or No by Derek Sivers. For parents, The Carpenter and the Gardener by Alison Gopnik. For all, any book that looks good to you and provides pleasure. I thought the Game of Thrones series was unbelievably well written. Number nine, sunlight. The ask, increase your exposure to early morning sunlight, preferably the sunrise light, that is so powerful turning on circadian rhythms and many other hormonal pro responses. 10. What do you want to add here? Let me know. Be resolute. Regardless. Section 2 from Sue J. She had a few questions about the gut biome and probiotics. The first question, the home gut biome tests using stool sample have proven disappointing. So I've resorted to just taking Visibiome, a prescription probiotic daily, and I'm giving the same to my 22-year-old daughter. She says I'm 65. Visibiome contains Lactobacillus acidophilus planetarium, Paracaceae, Delbruchii, Bulgaricus, Streptomophilus, Bifidobacterium longum, Bifidobacterium brevum, and Bifidobacterium infantis. The ask is, do you think this should be taken daily, or perhaps alternate one day of Visibiome and one day of a different probiotic? My response is this. All this depends on the quality of the stool test that was, written, that was performed, the analysis. In general, I recommend Genova's GI effects test from the North Carolina company for a quality microbiome review. Probiotics are still in their infancy as to quality and what is best to use. I am leaning more toward pre- and postbiotics. Prebiotics are the fiber-based foods that feed our commensal flora. The diversity of the fibers is key. I like Big Bold Health's Microbiome Rejuvenate, which has tartary buckwheat in it. Pure Lean Fiber by Pure Encapsulations is another good one. In general, maximizing your dietary fibers before supplementing is important. Postbiotics are short-chain fatty acid metabolites from healthy donors. Thana, T-H-A-E-N-A, sells a quality postbiotic. The postbiotic is direct food for our intestinal colonocytes, which can help to thwart leaky gut and intestinal inflammation. We're going to learn a lot more about this in the future. But if you feel directly that you need a probiotic, I would go with less species in the capsule and higher volume of each species noted in there in the billions range. Of course, as always, you need to consult with your specific provider to get the volumes and what type you should use for your body. Podcast number 58 with Mahmoud Ghanoum goes into this in pretty good detail. Okay, question number two. Along with fibrous vegetables that constitute prebiotic food, I use a prebiotic toothpaste that tastes great and minty. Do you recommend taking prebiotics in capsule form as well? Well, sort of answered that up above, but let's talk about the toothpaste. I think the probiotic toothpaste may help oral biomes, but the jury is still out there. Podcast number 54 with Doug, T Doug Thompson, the dentist, 
gave us some more information about the biomes and how that all comes to pass. Designs for Health sells a very good probiotic toothpaste. I have used toothpaste in the past myself, and I like Designs for Health Peribiotic. And, you know, that has some Lactobacillus paracasei in it, which does have some data on enhancing oral health. So there you have it. Some questions answered. Recipe of the week. If you go to the newsletter website on SalisburyPediatrics.com, you'll find chicken faux soup. Fantastic. I love faux soup. Hopefully you will too. The corresponding podcast was 61 with Dr. Bridget Briggs, where we went through the third in the epigenetics series, and we get into a big discussion about vaccines, interesting enough. Not what I expected, but hey, life comes at us and we have fun with it. Well, that's it for this week. As always, it's a quick one. Hug those kids. Have a beautiful day. The information provided in this newsletter audio cast is for educational informational purposes only and is not to be used for uh, anything else, just information. It is not a substitute for advice and or treatment by your physician or healthcare professional and is not to be used to diagnose or treat a health issue. This newsletter audio cast does not constitute the development of a provider-patient relationship. That's all. Have a great day.